Good evening, everyone, and welcome to episode 61 of Manifesting with Meg. We are going to have an amazing conversation tonight as this is the second installment of my author series. So I'm so excited to bring with us tonight this special guest, Grecia Rich. She is the author of The Handkerchief, and I can't wait to have her tell you guys all about it. Um, as you guys know, March is the month of wisdom. So this is our last installment for March. And we're going to be talking about her wisdom around authorship and how it took her this to this place on her journey. So I'm really excited to introduce you all to her tonight. Remember, this is a show about transformation, dreams, inspiration, true happiness, discovering bliss, and time to manifest the life of your dreams. Good evening, Gracia. How are you today? I'm good, Meg. How are you? So glad to be here. Great to have you. Um, I just want to remind everyone that bliss is not just an abstract idea, but an attainable state of being. Um, we're always just steps away from living the life that is packed with possibility. Before we begin, as everyone does know who's watched the show, this is a show that's based upon my book, The Magical Guide to Bliss. It is 366 insights of the day. And what I would ask you to do is set your intention now, Gracia, but basically for the interview and for maybe your life, I don't know, go crazy. And also pick a number and the number is going to correspond to a page in the book at the end of the interview. And before we begin asking you all sorts of questions that are going to be like so enlightening, I know, and bring us total wisdom, <laughs> I want to introduce her and give you guys a little background. <laughs> So this is the humble part where you literally are going to say, oh my God, but this is what you've done in your life. You're an Amazon five-time best-selling author. You're an editor as well. You're a journalist and you're also a featured writer and contributing editor at Formidable Woman Magazine, as well as for Women Own Excellence, Woe Magazine, and creating your seat at the table magazine. So you are a writer in your own right. I actually used the words twice, yay. You're a, de your debut thriller. Now this is cool because all of you guys out there are looking for a thriller. Um, it is a book that had reached number one on Amazon's best sellers list in September, 2020. And I guess sometimes, you know, um, we, we need a little bit outside of the reality that we were living. So I guess a good horror book or a thriller book would be a great, great opportunity to do that. Her writing expertise began with poetry, and I'm going to ask you a little bit about that, involved in short stories, devotionals, and romance too. So you're all over the spectrum of writing, which is amazing. And you are the co-author of The Glambitious Guide to Winning in 2020, as well as the 2018 Amazon best-selling anthology, Letters to Our Daughters. And there's more and here, the 2020 Amazon best-selling anthology, The Price of Greatness, where we both met. We both have yes. that book, so that's very exciting. You've been featured on many outlets, and including Miss CEO Magazine, Formidable Winner Women, Power 20 Magazine, I hear that girl.com, swagher.com, Sheen Magazine, Glambitious, Courageous Woman Magazine. Oh my God, it goes on and on. She just is a wealth of incredible creativity and wisdom. Like I told you, she is from South Carolina, Rain, South Carolina, the mother of four wonderful children and a civil litigation and criminal defense paralegal by day. So I guess that's where you got the information for your thriller, I'm sure, right? <laughs> there you go. Some, some of it. Some of, some it. of it. Well, I don't know. They say that, you know, life is maybe more more uh, hysterical than actually the art. So welcome to my show this evening. I'm so glad that you're here. I would love for you to give us a little bit more, perhaps, 
about your background or anything else I missed? Oh, wow. Well, um, you covered nearly everything, Meg. Um, anything else I could give about myself is, um, like you said, I'm from South Carolina, so I'm a Southern, Southern person. I, I love to cook, Southern food especially. Uh, I am, like you said, I've always like been into writing like since I've been a very, a very little girl. And a couple of other things about me, um, I'm divorced and um, I collect knives and medieval weapons. <laughs> so she definitely probably knows the tools that they use to kill each other in her books. I'm sure if you have a knife collection, know what you write because that's yes, I'm, really I'm, cool. I'm good at that part. <laughs> There's integrity in that for sure. Well, I want to, I want to, um, Tell you, you know, I'm so excited to talk about your book, Handkerchief, and I also want to play it. It's kind of does kind of go into um, our theme today. Um, March 22nd is it's not in the stars, but within you, which it you know goes to the quote, it's not in the stars to hold our destiny, but in ourselves. So it's kind of like taking power back and actually embracing that and going to live your life and you know unfolding your destiny how you decide how you choose and and, and, the, and the insight that i pulled from it today is you know when you look at a rose and you've seen its beauty you know then you have to really if you can appreciate that then you have to look at yourself and see your own beauty and then even each part of the rose petal works together in concert, makes up this glorious masterpiece in nature from the inside out. Every part of who we both are, who we all are, you know, is the same. And we would honor the beauty of the rose by honoring the beauty in all of us. And that beauty entails also those talents that we have. And certainly as an author, you know, it would be a shame had you allowed those talents to sit and not basically executed on them i use that word very much in time with the book right <laughs> right so one of the things about this particular theme also is if you let your if you if you engage your destiny no longer controlled by the stars but become a dance between you and the creator then you will allow your own music to play and be inspired by what you experience every day now I'm going to turn it on you and ask you, what are your thoughts on this so that, you know, perhaps we can somehow play that into your book and, and what you're doing in your life at this point in time? Okay. Well, firstly, I'd like to say I love that you chose a rose because I feel like there's a lot of semblance with that, you know, on um, the petals, I feel like relate to the layers of, of us as women, as, you know, of us as people. Yeah. You know, everyone, everyone has layers. It's not always what's on the surface. And the thing about roses that I love that I tie into the beauty is if we're looking at the whole rose, the stem is rooted and grounded in the ground. So we have to have a firm foundation. And then there's also the thorns. Yeah. A lot of people don't want to look at the thorns of roses. You know, I'm sure that that is the most displeasing part about a rose in general but i believe that we all have thorns everybody has them mm -hmm. and for most of us thorns are a great part of our beauty mm. thorns the use of thorns the shedding of thorns all of that comes into the beauty of the rose and i think that reflects a lot of us as people I love how you, you know, I think that 
to think it's so funny because we all try to show up in this perfection but we actually are perfection with our flaws and right and, and it's not even the flaws because even when you're talking about thorns and the rose the thorns are what make the rose beautiful because the thorns protects the rose from actual predators or anything else that might destroy it so coming up with that you know like you said the thorns are an important part of the rose because that is the wholeness of the whole thing and it's a beautiful as it is so i want to i want to i want to pin off of that now and you know talk about the the characters in your book the handkerchief now please first of all tell us the 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 you know what's the you know elevator pitch basically of the book and here you go that beautiful cover with you know this lovely woman <laughs> walking away from <laughs> oh my god something bad happened clearly so why don't you tell us a little bit about that as well okay um the premise of of my book handkerchief it is about a young beautiful socialite who's a millionaire her name is jordan chandler um jordan is a person who has everything and the things that she does not have, she has complete resources to get these things. Um, but Jordan has chosen as a pastime for herself, murder. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so um, let me ask you something. I have to ask yeah. you something, Jordan. Who was your inspiration for Jordan? Was it the alter ego of Gracia? <laughs> <laughs> wonder there's got to be some reason why people write these characters into existence perhaps I don't, I don't think that jordan is actually like an alter ego but i will say this the, the main thing with jordan's character for me was i wanted to create a character that we don't normally see in a lot of fiction and definitely not in thrillers because most of those books are male-led mm. and lots of times when we have even sometimes when we have the stronger female characters in these books, they tend to be side characters. They may be, you know, people who have been victimized by the main, you know, antagonist of the book. But Jordan is not a villain and <laughs> she is not a victim. I don't want to say she's like an anti-hero because she is a killer and killing, you know, just for the sake of the thrill is not good. So but, let me ask you one thing, is, mm -hmm. is it a mystery as to who gets off or is it um, something that unfolds in the book or is it something that someone's going to read the book and they're going to have to find out about what's going on? Okay, well, there is a mystery of finding out who's done it. But the thing about Jordan and her character is she is very bold in her killings and then she leaves certain clues that eventually go back to her ah. but she is very methodical she is the thing with her is i'm killing because i feel i can't get away with it uh, okay. and even if i do get caught there's a great possibility due to my status that i may get off so why not so is this Jordan on the cover of your book? 
Yeah, it yeah, is. It is. <laughs> That's awesome. So tell me, tell me a little bit about your your book journey. Like, what's taken you? Uh, you said you were you wrote poetry, you wrote romance, you wrote all these other types of books until you wrote your your obviously your thriller here with handkerchief. Tell me a little bit about you know, and you're also a paralegal, so clearly you are a writer. I mean, paralegals write all the time, like for sure. That is definitely all day, <laughs> all day, all day. You're constantly writing, but. You know, even creative writing. I mean, paralegal, uh, uh, legal writing is so you know so staid. Sometimes it's so basic, contractual. I don't know. You said criminal defense, so I'm sure those stories. Yeah, you know, they're yeah. a lot. I'm sure those are <laughs> a little bit more colorful than your your random contract here or there. But tell me a little bit about your you know your journey to becoming this storyteller. Okay, well, it's 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 funny. When I was younger, let's say around ooh, like elementary elementary school, and that was way, way back. <laughs> um, I used to just like write a lot of poems, and then I just became a person who was known for writing poetry. So I would be the person that a lot of kids would come to if they want a birthday poem, if they want a Mother's Day poem. If they want a Valentine's Day poem, you know, I could just whip something up for them really quick. Um, as time progressed, I became a person who would actually um, write poems for different people in my family. Like if you had a passing and you wanted a poem for your obituary, you know, I would write those poems. And then I tried my hand at a couple of short stories. I did a couple of short story contests. And back in, God, what was this? somewhere in the 90s, I had gotten laid off for a brief time and my sister was really into romance novels. And she had given me one to read. And then when I finished reading it, I was like, I could write this. So then I wrote like three romance novels. Oh, I love that. And I was like, okay. And then, you know, I did, you know, send send a few of them out for, you know, consideration to publishing houses. Um, none which were accepted, but that's cool. <laughs> and, um, and so you just off the characters now. Yeah. You tried the love, now you're going for like, yes, forget it. I'm I'm going hard. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna just do a complete 360 and I'm gonna write something else. And the and the funny thing about it is like I'm really not a big thriller reader. No. Okay. No. Um, people who know me that, and, and I love to read all the time, but what I love to read is historical nonfiction or historical fiction and then historical romance. So history, it plays into everything that I read. Oh, I love that. But I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do something completely off the wall. I love it. And okay. That's how our handkerchief came about. Um, there's a contest that's called the the Nano in yes. November. Yeah, where you can write a novel in a month. Yes. I wrote this for um that contest maybe like four years ago. Wow. So I wrote it in a month's time. Oh, that's awesome. And and let me tell you, let me let me tell you, let me ask you, um, what is the origins of the title? Because we all know how important as authors titles actually are or you know, they always say the the heading of an email is as important as the content, right? The title of a book is as important 
as the content because it's the first thing that engages besides the cover, right? So how did you come up with the title handkerchief? The handkerchief is one of the key elements that she leaves behind ah. that leads you to her as the murderer. I love it. And, and does it have any kind of symbolism or significance for her? It does. Okay. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to ruin the story. I imagine if I, <laughs> I keep does. pressing you for the, you know, tell us more, but that's like me. I always like to know the end of the book before I finish it. So I'm not going to do that. So you're, are you one of these people that read the end first? Cause I know people that read the end first. I, you know what? And if it's a thriller, if we're a horror story or a movie, if I'm watching it on a DVD, I'll definitely fast forward till the end. So I can <laughs> handle it because my nerves, I think at this age in my life, I can only handle so much drama and anxiety. So I'm like, I wither it away from the beginning. But you know, I think you know, everyone's got their style, right? Everyone's got their style. But you know, I have to say that, you know, um, one of the coolest things about authors that I find have always been that they have memes or you know quotes or some kind of inspiration or any anyone for that matter but people who like to have um you know inspiration like i said things that push them forward and i had asked you for yours and this is the one of the ones that you sent to me always seek knowledge and let me ask you how does that seem to play out in your life so far for me i'm a, i am a forever student I learned a lesson in everything in life, even the bad. And I think a lot of people just try to put away the bad things, but there's always a lesson in everything. And even with the bad, even if the lesson is not to do it again <laughs> or to do it a different way, you know, the next time. Yeah, like they said, you know better, you do better. Hopefully that's right. yeah, it's like so, yeah, sure. So that's that's the thing with me. I I am definitely a why person and I tell people this all the time. When I, I don't believe that everything just happens, there's a cause for everything. So I'm always looking for the why. So I seek knowledge in everything. You know, Carolyn's saying, Carolyn Arnold is saying, Gracia is so oppressive in her range of writing and other talents. So apparently you're looking for the why is definitely leading you on a really great path to, you know, explore different areas and different talents and different skills. So the why is definitely engaging you and the ask certainly is, you know, the beginning to get you to where you want to go. So I also love that you are using a C.S. Lewis because he's like, one of my favorite authors and you're never too old to set another goal or dream a new dream. Please tell us what this means to you. Okay. This means a lot to me because a lot of us feel like, you know, if we haven't, you know, accomplished what we thought about when we were in teens, by the time we reach, you know, 30, that we have failed. Ah. Like my book was just successful last September, last November, I was 48 years old, way beyond. 30. And I think a lot of people get discouraged if they haven't, you know, met their goals or achieved all the dreams that they're put on their list by a certain age. I just feel like you should never be discouraged by that. Every day is a new day to fulfill one of those dreams. And I'm the type of person, I get new dreams all the time. And I just feel like into my older and because every time I just think about middle age, I just be like, ah. but, um, <laughs> um, you know, into my older age, I will still want to accomplish them. 
And I feel like so many people, you know, deem themselves as a failure if they don't have everything that they want by a certain time in life. That's not true. You only fail when you give up. I agree with you there, 100%. And, and you know, I think that the beauty of, you know, keeping uh, tight or even loose with some dreams mm -hmm. is that you feed off of the fire of one to the next to the next. So it's like incremental. It's momentum in the increments. And I always say forward momentum, forward momentum. It's very empowering. And also, you know, we were talking about, you know, this is beautiful. Once you learn to read, you will be forever free. So obviously as a reader and as a writer, you said it already, you love to read. Tell me what this means to you. Obviously it means, you know, what it means, but for you, how is this so impactful in your life? This is impactful to me because there's a lot of things that we miss out or that we don't know or don't understand because we don't read things and we don't seek knowledge of things and not only books i'll say seek knowledge of other people you know we have a lot of people who are closed-minded when it comes to a lot of things mm -hmm. they don't you know and i know that that comes from a lot of things sometimes it's upbringing sometimes you know it's variables to to that but reading has always been something that's fundamental to me and i've learned so much in reading and like i said not only reading books reading people engaging in things that i myself am not familiar with yeah. that's how we learn yeah that's how we grow that's and i believe that once you take the shackles off your mind hmm. you'll be forever free i think that's beautiful once you take the shackles off your mind you'll be forever free and i think that the bottom line is that we don't know everything we haven't walked a mile in other shoes and we read a book that'll open up a world to us that we had never had an opportunity to know before we picked up the book so i love what you're saying there i think it's really profound and for everyone who's listening you know even if you're not someone who reads thrillers or what maybe it might be your next favorite genre who knows you know if you gotta pick it up and try it right right <laughs> and you'll never know I mean, it's like saying no to something that you've never even tried which is really a shame so this is beautiful the way to write wrongs is to turn the light of truth upon them and i am all about shining light i figure if you can be a beacon of light you should show up that way tell me a little bit about this with regard to um ida well what she says to you i totally agree with you we don't know what other people are going through we don't know what other people are feeling yeah. um sometimes when when we meet other people just for meeting us, it inspires hope in other people. Yeah. And I try my best, like you said, to shine every day. Um, one of my friends at work says, like, every time somebody comes in here, Gracia just makes a new friend. And I do. I love but, that. <laughs> because I'm I'm an open person most of the time. I'm a talkative person. And lots of times people just want people to talk to. Yeah. And like I just said, you know, without without truth you know some people and it depends on whatever the wrong is or then again i guess it doesn't <laughs> some people can be wrong and not know that they're wrong because they have no idea what the truth even is you know so i try to spread truth in the best way 
Yeah, that beautiful smile doesn't make anyone like get offended when they you see they see you coming. It's just this beautiful smile coming at them, and they're just like, okay, she can't be you know a threat, you know. And meanwhile, <laughs> she's writing thriller books on the side. Go figure, a horror story. <laughs> right? Who would who would guess? Who would know? Who would know? <laughs> but the reality is, I do believe the right the way to write wrongs is to turn the light of truth upon them. And you know, there's many different kinds of truth: your truth, my truth, and the truth. And you know, to get right. there. It's like to seek to understand, then be understood. Foster bridges of communication and connection so that you can start the process to understanding someone else's truth because it could be different to yours. And I think, you know, certainly um, by sharing your story, by becoming the storyteller, you allow that vulnerability to shine through. And, you know, I'm imagining maybe, <laughs> maybe, you know, when you said, you know, the protagonist. Jordan is something that no one normally sees in a book, right? A black, strong, right. bold woman, you know, going out there and taking those knives that Gracia uses to <laughs> 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 start killing everybody. So, you know, it makes it definitely more of an adventure to read. And then you start like the side eyeing you. You're like, hmm, where did this come from? One, one of my friends, um, one of one of her friends, actually had heard about the book and it was it's um he's actually an author on one of the books that I edit and he told my friend he was like well I don't know about Gracia she's <laughs> she's getting this stuff from somewhere maybe she has those spirits and it just made me laugh like it yeah. just it just made me die you got to keep people guessing and generally if you are going to kill people you don't write a book about it and tell people exactly right, and tell people how, how I do it She's in a legal field. She's <laughs> smart enough to know better, right? Let's hope so. Right. Before. This I love. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or troubled. The Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Tell me how this speaks to you as well. Okay, this is my all-time favorite Bible verse. I am a person who, believe it or not, was very 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 shy until like my 30s wow like, yeah like not a peep out of me unless really directly asked okay gotta ask what was the wake-up call there had to be something <laughs> so tell me i just decided one day i needed to start saying something that i needed to start taking control of my life because when you're silent like that a lot of things tend to happen to you in life okay. if you don't say anything huh so you know like like, like there has to be a wake-up call i'm gonna ask you over and over again until you tell me it's <laughs> like yeah there had to be a moment in time where you're like okay enough i'm done i'm enough this is enough i'm done wait probably probably there at the at the end of of my marriage okay you know not you know, not to speak ill of my ex-husband, because I will tell everybody, I tell people all the time, um, he and I are much better friends than we were spouses. But when you have a situation where you don't even really have control of your life. Oh, yeah. Then you have to make changes. Yeah. And and it's funny, I, I'll tell, I, I mean, this is a part of my story. Like, I was a very young bride. Like I got married when I was 21. Oh, wow. Like I went from home to college, back to my parents' house and then married Got it. with my own children. So it's a lot in a little span of time. 
So that was it. And then I just started, you know, other than concentrating on my children, I concentrated on doing things for myself and it changed. And this is a scripture that I always say when I go into different places that give me anxiety or fear when I don't know what is going to happen. But I've always loved this verse. So if anybody needs some strength, if you're going into a place that's giving you trepidation or fear or uh, anything for that matter, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or troubled. The Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And that's Joshua. Is one it? nine. One nine. Yeah. So, you know, I think that everybody, uh, everybody has their, their power words, right? Those things that give them that they sit up straighter and they walk taller and that extra oomph to do what you came here to do, you know, follow your purpose, go after your manifested dream, you know, go ahead and live your life that you want. And then finally, we turn to this beautiful man and character is like a tree and reputation like a shadow. The shadow is what we think of it. The tree is the real thing. Abraham Lincoln, tell me, I'm just waiting to hear what you have to say about this one. That is empowering. I love this quote. Um, well, firstly, I, I love Lincoln. Um, he is my most read president. Like I have like 18 books on Lincoln. What, 18? Yeah. Okay, what's your favorite one on Lincoln? Just in case everyone hasn't had an intro into Abraham Lincoln was one of our presidents for sure, right? So everybody needs to know that for me to begin with, but um, oh. my audience will know that. We're very intelligent. My favorite book on Lincoln, oh my. Um, Team Arrivals by Doris Kearns Goodwin. Oh, she's a good one. Um, the Fiery Trial by Eric Foner. So what attracts you to Abraham, Abe? Tell me, the honestly, thing, what brings you to him? The thing that attracts me to Abraham Lincoln, and I'm just going to go ahead and, and say this because I know a lot of people feel this way. Many people feel like most African-American people feel like Abraham Lincoln is their favorite president um, because of the Emancipation Proclamation and all that. Okay. But that's not why he's my favorite president. Okay. I mean, that's good, but that's not why. Um. <laughs> Abraham Lincoln is my favorite president to study about because he is a person who came from nothing. Yeah. Nothing at all. And he he found himself in the top office of the country and he did it without being sneaky. He did it without compromising his moral character and that is why I like to read about him and I read like I said so many versions of of his life story and that's why because just like just like this quote you know it's all about character because we can we can think that we know people we can think that we know you know what they're about based on what they present to us but all the time, much like the shadow, that's what we think it is. But what the tree is, is something completely different. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, it's, it's very profound. And I think that, you know, first of all, he honest, it got the name honest Abe for a reason. And so I think right. that, 
and maybe maybe everybody who's in politics nowadays puts keeps you know mentioning him because they were hoping you know to imitate or you know emulate you know the honesty even though <laughs> the words that come out of their mouth might not be so there we go but I, I you know i think that you know the perception and the reality it's a very interesting dynamic and certainly as authors right as authors we can play around with that concept because what people read and they like i know those like those twists the plot twists you know yeah <laughs> i love there's a meme out there and goes if something's going wrong in your day scream plot twist and walk away <laughs> <laughs> you know just stop it in its tracks shake it all up but you can do that because you're an author right you're telling a story say plot twist right but you know the whole the whole point of the matter is that when you're the storyteller you control the environment but certainly when you contemplate character you do control that as well the, right. the narrative and and how you present yourself to the world and how you you come about in the world and what you put out in the world because ultimately what is it that you wanted your audience to take away from handkerchief Wow. Now I'm thinking, did I want them to, cause, because there's a lot of bad things in, in history. Did I want them to take away something from it? <laughs> well, I mean, okay, okay. I guess the, the main thing that I would say take away from it is be your own person and be who you are. Because even though Jordan does these things, she is her own person. She's her own and she is exactly who she is. Wow. Regardless yeah. of what anyone may think about it, she does what she deems is best for her no, at all times. No apologies at all. Right, right, at all times. Wow. Another cool thing about Abe Lincoln is he's a storyteller. Like, that's, that's one of the things about him that they write about in all of the books. Like, he spins a good yarn. He spins a good yarn. There you go. I love that. That's awesome. And, you know, one of the things that, you know, it's always good to have, like, I'm going to take you back to your book again, is as a storyteller to truly embody your story. And, and, and I say that because when we're talking about manifesting, right, and we're manifesting mm -hmm. together tonight, and we're, we're anyone who's listening who needs tools to perhaps, you know, shift their life, one of the best things about this show is that I get to engage extraordinary people bringing their ideas to the fore so those who are listening could possibly embrace a path that's more in line with what they want in their life in this world etc etc so you know what do you think uh, asking you now what is the one thing that you think that moves you forward in your life from the concept of a dream to the realization of the dream I would say the one thing that moves me forward is the opportunity to grow okay because when we stop and we're stagnant you know there's no growth and if you're stagnant you die that's that's what they say yeah i like the opportunity of at least becoming a little bit better every day so the opportunity for growth is what moves me forward okay and then coming from the idea of handkerchief to the actual realization of handkerchief obviously you did it in a month <laughs> so you knew that one that one month and, and for those who maybe you can just maybe you can explain to those who don't know about nanorimo right is nano right. there is a contest 
out there in the writing world, um, go ahead. The National, what is it? Has a novel writing National Novel Writing Month, and it is um, it is it's from November first to November thirtieth. And you write, you can write in any genre. The whole goal is to make fifty thousand words, which is the length of a short novel. Right. And you you get different badges for different things that you do, and then you get, you know, an option when it's complete, you can have it published, your book published through Create Press or something like that, if that's what you wish. But it's a whole lot of fun. But it, the thing about the Nano is, it forces you to have discipline because to even make the 50,000 words you have to write at least 1,667 words a day (laughs) so you know even if you write 800 in the morning 800 at night you know it forces you to be accountable and then you get to update your word count every day so it's for somebody who wants to do it but you know they always feel like you know I don't have time or they start and stop because I've been a start stopper on a lot of different because I have partial novels too. Um, but it's it's a great tool for somebody who requires that discipline. So that's but you can do it in a month. Yeah, and 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 also there is a collaborative effort because you're doing it with a group of other people, so you're kind of right. cheering each other on as well, which is something that you know they always say that teams that thrive together usually are the ones that get in the pit and get scrappy together right so yeah the whole idea is that having this experience with other people you're not sitting in your bedroom you know not that that's a bad thing because a lot of people have to sit in their bedroom and be like quiet and silent and whatever but you know it, it does make the experience more exciting as well so it does. And not not only with just you know the people there they're um they have state groups you have um region groups like our um our region group before COVID, like we used to meet at bars like a couple of times during the, the nano you know we've discussed so you can really meet a lot of people who are doing the same thing because we we have a good a good um many people in our little regional group that's awesome that's great so you actually had a cohort yourself right oh that's wonderful that's awesome and then i made like seven other people um friends with me who aren't in my in my region so anyone's out there thinking about writing a book and you just happen upon november check out nanowrimo because that is really an opportunity for you to get something started and certainly get the words out there and then play around with it and then you'll at least have something you know tangible that you could bring your dream to more fruition you can work on later on which is amazing and they um, even have like little summer camps where you can actually do some um exercises in the summer to prepare you for the, the november event that's awesome i love it so then keep it an eye over it, it is it is nano n-a-n-o-w-r-m-o.com or dot org is it dot org um w-r-i-m-o okay dot org dot org okay so mm-hmm. check it out and there's maybe camps that you might want to take a look at you know go back to canada yeah and even if you have and and you know shout shout outs to the nano but um, even if you have you know kids that like to write because they even have like a children's or, or juniors division you uh-huh. know for kids that want to write so the publisher of my memoir my next memoir um brooke mm-hmm. hit, on a podcast with the founder of NaNoWriMo. Oh, yay! And I'll have to put in the feed after this her podcast because she 
basically interviews tons of authors and all these great, but with him. And I always found it so interesting how these synchronistic things happen, you know? So I will definitely hook everybody up after the show and I'll put it in the feed, you know, oh, so it's, it, it's, 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 it's amazing. They, they interview a ton of really cool, cool people. And, you know, I think, let me see if I can find it as we speak, but one of the things I wanted to ask you about with regard to your process, you know, at this point in your life is, you know, I think that, you know, we went through 2020, which could have felt like a thriller for many, not one that we actually enjoyed, right? right. But a lot of it had a lot of ups and downs. And I think that, you know, entering 2021, are you ready to write your next your next thriller novel? Or I am because this, this book is actually the first of a trilogy. So I actually have two more books um, with Jordan that I actually have to write. Oh, there you go. So, so this I, is a, I started a little bit on book two already. So do you already have a title or we just have to all wait with bated breath for the next? Oh, I can tell you what the title is. Okay, tell us what the title is. A book two is going to be titled Pendant. Pendant is book two. P-E-N-D-A-N-T? Yes. Pendant. Okay, very good. So it's a, it's a trilogy. So you have a one, two, and three little little about our friend here jordan or is there yeah. okay she's coming back for more <laughs> the podcast that i was referring to is brooke warner and she's in right-minded podcast with grant faulkner of national novel writing month so there you go so if you're interested in another great podcast then certainly check that out but also i'm going to ask you about pendant did you did you actually you know launch with the idea of having three books or was this something that came about after you saw how cool you know the unfolding was oh no i had it i had it um as an idea to begin with because i i left book one it book one is is open-ended at the end uh, cliffhangers yeah so i was like i just I like alfred hitchcock man he does that all the time <laughs> no there you go i just i just didn't feel like jordan had done enough um, and, and the funny thing about jordan is She's the type of character where, like, you want to, like, not like her or be angry, but then she's also kind of like a chill person that you could actually really like. Yeah. So it's... As long as you don't know she's murdering people. Right. I as long as you don't know what she does in her free time. There you go. You know, well, after, Carol, after we go to brunch. You yeah, know, things Carolyn's she does also, after brunch. Carolyn's also saying that she loves how you feel and use the quotes as a way to live your life. So it's very inspiring. And like, I find oh, that- thank you. I find that really impressive how people guide their lives by certain quotes and things that inspire them. Because I think sometimes in life, like you said, you know, we're not all perfect and we're not all gonna like live life without, but it's always nice to have those things that inspire us to move on and hold our heads up high and deal with another day, you know, that right. opportunity, you know, that fun opportunity that every time we wake up in the morning, it's a get to, not a have to. So that's awesome. I love that you are inspired to do that. And like, once again, I said, you know, the manifest, you know, the, the manifesting of the life, you know, the priorities that we have, what do we align with? What are some of the best tools that you in fact use to help manifest your incredible journey and in, from now in the presence into your future? Hmm. That's interesting. I do a lot of self-reflection time. Okay. Very good. I do a lot of self-reflection now because there 
there are um, a lot of things that happen that we can easily put on to other people. But, you know, when the same things are happening over and over again, it's really probably not other people is you. <laughs> so you're like, why is this following me? Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because you're following me. So, yeah, I do um, a lot of self-reflection time. I also am a great fan of journal. Um, I have always done that even when I was a younger kid, because like I said, I was very shy so writing down stuff was much better than speaking it out for me and journal practices are something that i use and you know, music I, and music and music because i i love music like i have a very long very eccentric playlist <laughs> um, <laughs> okay so what's your go-to song when you're feeling blocked you know, creatively, what do you go to that gets your, you know, creative juices flowing? Okay, when I'm feeling that way, and I know, I know a lot of people don't be like, what? One of my favorite songs that I just feel like just hypes me up for everything is um, "Super Beast" by Rob Zombie. I like love that song, and I love to play. Oh my god! Live. Okay, "Super Beast" by Rob Zombie will get yeah. you going. Apparently, I don't yeah. know the song, so I'm gonna have to check it out. You would like it. Like yeah. I like a lot of a lot of rock. I like a lot of 80s rock. Yeah. I like a lot of alternative. But then I also love 90s R&B because that's my jam. A lot of stuff. A yeah. lot of stuff. It just depends. So it depends on your mood, but you definitely yeah. are a music person. You go to music to get your creative juices flowing for sure. That's awesome. I do. And, and, and I think it's because I've always been around music. Like music was always played in my home when I was a child. Yeah. I listen to music all the time. Um, All of my children are just like me. Like we're known for just being places with um headphones in just listening i love it i love music i love it i you know so anybody out there who needs some manifesting tools we have some you know total self-reflection journaling and we have some rob zombie music so go check that out <laughs> because it could be just the thing that you didn't know you always wanted to listen right. Or there is maybe the next jam. I don't know. And maybe <laughs> you know, maybe that was why she came out with a thriller. Who knows? Maybe, maybe. Maybe. It could be. You know, one of the things that I, you know, I, I, I asked you at the outset was to pick a number around your intention. And I think that this is a great opportunity to actually ask you what was your intention for this evening? So we could, you know, get a look into the mind of Grecia. My intention for this evening was to inspire. That's my intention. Awesome. You know, because I, I want people to understand, you know, keep at it. I mean, don't give up. I, I don't care if right now you, you know, you feel like, but I've tried it a thousand times. Okay, try it a thousand and one time. You hear that, everybody? You know, keep it's at it. It's always too early to give up. So keep it at it. Keep going. Keep going. Because, you know, there's nothing better than holding that book in your hand. And let me ask you, how did it feel when you had the final work product in your hand? Oh, my God. I was, like, so excited. Like, when I knew the um the print copies were coming, I was, like, tracking the boxes, like, every day. <laughs> That's awesome. You know, a lot of the authors that um, I'm working with right now, everybody, you know, when they get their arc, they, they show it on the 
um, on, on Facebook or any kind of social media. And it's like a joint celebration. So it's kind of like, woohoo, everyone's like celebrating with you because they, everyone who is an author, and maybe those who aren't, they know how much work it took to to make that dream a reality. But like you said, keep going because you're, it's never over and your dreams are never fully realized until they are. And it's not. And, and I'm, a, I'm a great fan of to-do lists. And you can do the same thing with your goal list. Every time I do on the to-do list or accomplish something on the goal list, I will strike that one out and then I'll write a new one in its place. Well, I think you have to have a list because how do you balance four children, a day job, and writing so much for magazines and for other anthologies and your own books? How do you do that? Hmm, I wonder. So at least you're somewhat organized, right? Yeah, well... I have, I'm obsessed with planners. I have like two or three of them. Fortunately for me, and, and I will, this is good for people who are, who are, you know, getting there later in life. My youngest son will be 17 next week. All of my other children are in their twins. So I don't have to manage them. Yes. <laughs> they're, they're managing themselves. Yes. Well, that's definitely oh. it. So it leaves room for your dreams now. And you right. get to say, yeah, for sure. For sure. So what number did you pick in the magical guide? My number is 191. Okay. Do you have the book with you? Awesome. So read from 191 for us. Okay. This is the synchronistic part of the, of the show where it'll match exactly your intentions, hopefully. <laughs> Okay, let me find 191. Oh, my goodness. And I just want to point out, everybody, that she did set the mood for this evening on this wonderful, wonderful uh, Facebook Live. We have the wall, which I'm not sure if that's a part of anything in her book, but I will let you guys read it. Ambiance. <laughs> against the brick wall. I don't know. It does seem like something that is foreboding and God only knows what would happen <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Well, it does kind of look like if you put the, the shape of the dead body on the floor, you could actually paint it on the wall. And that you could. You could do the um, the little outline. That's right. You could have fun with that. I'm sure you're, uh, if you had younger kids, maybe they would do it for you, but I don't oh, know. Oh, they would. Yeah, for sure. My, my middle son is actually an artist. He would do it for me now. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. So why don't you read 191 and share with us what the, the correlating insight is. Okay. 191 is... Don't postpone joy for the future. Ah. It is yours today. There you go. There it is. And it says, happiness is emotional. It comes and goes. Joy on the other hand, in a way of being, okay, it's a choice. I can choose to live my foundation of joy, the joy of being alive. Robert White, American executive coach and author of Living an Extraordinary Life. There you go, with extraordinary people. There you go. Right. So there you go, for sure. And, and the, um, the magical key to bliss is enjoy being alive today. Okay, so that is the inspirational hit from the magical guide corresponding with Gracia's beautiful intention of. Everyone needs to get this book. 
<laughs> tell them, Meg. Everybody needs to get this book. You know, I have to tell you, my intention behind writing that book was to give myself a guide to walk me through life when I was pretty much at the lowest point. So I figure if I could write it and share it and then give it to whoever out there might need it, then that would be my opportunity to make a great stake in the world, you know, to be that positive, you know, influence perhaps. But I do appreciate, you know, um, the path that's opened up where I get to meet other great authors and great people for that matter who are extraordinary in their own right. So I, I do want to go back to what um, I had asked initially and what priorities do you have for now into the future? Other than their trilogy, what more can we see from you and where can we in fact find you, Gracia? <clears throat> okay, well, um, you and I have, have spoke about this a bit, but I did say something about it um, here since we've been on. Another main goal of mine, um, starting at the second half of this year, I will be doing a lot of research on my first history book that I'm going to write. Oh, how wonderful. So... And, and do, um, you have, do you have, or you're not telling? I don't know. I don't, I like to put the light on someone, but is, is it around something that's near and dear to you or is it something in general that you have an interest in? It's around um, founding documents of the United States of America. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Wow. So, so I'm, I'm very excited about that. I'm very so what, excited about what made you interested in that particular topic? Well, you know, with, the not even the political but the climate of america in general you know they love to say that and and people always you know they quote the declaration of independence all the time they quote you know the constitution all the time and then of course they quote the bible all the time so right. we got three supposed founding documents of this nation yeah and i was like you know what for all of the historical books i have i have um different books on them individual but nobody's really taken the task of, you know, going through the documents, you know, showing correlations of the documents, you know, actually testing out the theories of what these documents are supposed to mean to this nation yeah. versus the reality of what they don't mean. And I was like, why not? Why not? <laughs> Why not me? So that's going to take you all over the globe, I think, because if you're going to do the Bible, maybe you go to Jerusalem. And I would you... love to go there. That'd be awesome. I would love to go. I said, you know, for a person who likes to explore the world, picking up the writing habit and starting writing to writing books about things that are interesting to you would just give you another impetus to learn more about your life and other people's lives and 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 you know like you said before perspective and understanding you know different people's truths is certainly the beginning of an amazing opportunity for anybody because if you're able to bring it back to those who aren't able to go about the world like you might want to then you have offered a insight into the world for someone else which is amazing i think as definitely extraordinary for sure right yeah and so many you know and then it's like so many authors who have already done it you know that have brought back things for places that i know that i will never see yeah. in life but the reading of their work is so great yeah and, some, uh, and the things that i read all of them are like you know like you're there because i read yeah. you know the books that interest me are very detailed yeah well you said historical nonfiction, so clearly yeah 
<laughs> if we're gonna hold someone to that, you know, element of ex, you know extraordinary, you better have your facts straight. Especially coming from a law office that you are in, you know, better have your damn facts straight. That's or, it. Facts are everything. Facts are everything. And you know, I think it, you know, it's funny. The day I found out, like I don't know, I found it when I was like, I was in elementary school, and someone told me that everything I read has a bias, and I'm like, what? It's not the truth. <laughs> it was like my whole world exploded open because it's clear. So I always learn about the authors as well. I always research the authors because I want to know from the perspective they come because right. I think that's as important as reading the content themselves. You know, if I were to read your book, I would want to know more about you. Mm -hmm. So as we sum up this interview tonight, I want you to leave us with something really telling about yourself that we're not going to be able to find out if we do the research and we'll look into your, you know, who knows what people are going to do, but you know, you know, what about you do you want us to take away tonight, you know, as we decide to read your books and engage in your storytelling and your stories? Hmm. <laughs> something uh -oh. that you wouldn't, I'm, I'm thinking something that you wouldn't find out about me. Hmm. Pressure Rich does not have it all together. <laughs> ah. <laughs> you definitely look like you have it all together but Richard rich does not have it all together yeah every day it's a process believe it mm -hmm. accomplishments okay yes but in the grand scale of things not all together <laughs> <laughs> and that is an actual beautiful thing because you get to write all about what that looks like and is amazing and you get to hold those books at the end of the day in your hands because i'm sure jordan murdering many people does not have it all <laughs> together no she's she's totally cracked yeah <laughs> clearly she has anger issues i'm not sure if we should have let a got get to that point in life but yeah <laughs> definitely well, tell us, Gracia, where can we find your books? And and for sure, give us your your webpage if you have one, or maybe um, your social media that we can actually go, you know, go find out more. Okay. Well, you can find my books at Amazon, of course, uh, Barnes and Noble, Prince, and ebook form. Okay. Um, you can find me at my website, Gracia Collins Rich, G R A C I A. C-O-L-L-I-N-S-R-I-C-H dot com. Awesome. You can find me at, on Facebook as Gracia Collins Rich. You can find me on Instagram um, at Beautifully Natural Geek. I love that one. Tell us a little bit. How did you pick that that call name for you? Because well, I have natural hair and I'm like probably like one of the geekiest people you'll ever meet. Awesome. Because I'm like, I'm like the book, movie, music, anime, cartoon, nerd geek of everything. Wow, you but are a classic. I love it though. <laughs> your range, like she said, Carolyn said, your range is <laughs> and, and the funny thing, like, I've always been a geeky person, but like by the time I was like 10 years old, I accepted that I was a geek. I didn't mind being a solo person. I've never been a click person or a group person I've always been perfectly fine with that and I've turned my children into a little small man of geeks so we have the most fun time ever like when we're all together 
I love it. I think, and that's pretty much what life is all about, enjoying each other for sure. So give us a final inspirational word to send everyone off into the, the beautiful world of writing or anything that you can imagine you dreamed up. Hmm. My inspirational word would be evolve. Evolve. Work to change where you are now to what you want to become. I love it. That's my word. And evolve, if you look at the word, it spells out love. So there you go. It does. Yes, it does. So I do want to point out as well before we go tonight that I have my memoir coming out, Butterfly Awakened, September 7th, 2021. Super excited and goes along the theme of never give up that Gracia has been talking about. Never give up on the beauty of your dreams. As you guys know, I look at people as butterflies. We go through the transformation process. And I also want to point out all of you readers out there, you got to pick up handkerchief because it is clearly going to help you set off your own aggression, maybe release it as well. <laughs> as you get, and perhaps feel the release from someone else doing the dirty work for sure. Yes, yes. For sure. Read, I want to read and enjoy, do not imitate. Yeah, do not, not imitate. imitate. We do have a caveat. We do not condone violence. We, we do not do condone reading. <laughs> reading that's, for that's sure. it. Reading is fundamental. Reading that's is it. fundamental for sure because you want to know your why. So you got to ask, right? Right. And I want to thank you, Gracia, for this wonderful interview tonight. I want to remind everybody that we're here to be deliberate creators of our life. Dream big and let's all raise the vibration on this planet by using our talents and our gifts. And at the beginning of time, if you are that little kid in that classroom writing poetry, that one day you're gonna get paid for that incredible work. So keep writing, keep dreaming. I wanna say, let's love ourselves exactly where we are. Be bold like Jordan, just not with a knife. And it's time to manifest the life of your dreams. Thank you, Carolyn. I am so excited to bring these books out into the world. Thank you for my second interview on my authors, officially my author broadcast. And everybody have a wonderful evening. Bye-bye. Thank you for having me, Meg. Thank you so much.